In today's episode, we are going to talk about goals. As we get close to the end of 2020, it has been such a long year for, I think, all of us, some of us more than others. So I know we're excited to start 2021 on a positive goal. Many of us have had to push goals back to 2021 because of the unexpectedness that was 2020. So today we're going to address how to set a goal, what type of goals you may want to set, and what factors are important to achieving a goal. This is all basically our humble opinion. So we will discuss our goals as well that we set for 2020, whether we managed to achieve them and what we plan to achieve next year. Have you ever wanted to try something new? Maybe you want to learn how to start your own business, or maybe you want to know how to start a conversation about race, or maybe you just need a strategy to politely yet firmly disagree with your uncle at Thanksgiving. I hear you, and so do we. Welcome to the podcast that guides you through the moments of I don't know how, or I just don't know where to start. We know it can be scary and overwhelming, and we're here to make it a little easier. I hear you, and let's get started. Hello, Caroline. I am here with you, Caroline Cacabellos. Hi, Katie. I'm excited to be here with you. Very good. Okay. I think we should just jump right into our first topic. Bet you didn't know. Do you want to go first or second? I could go first. I bet you didn't know that I just started another uh, reality television show and (laughs) I've set a goal in watching this my goal is to perfect my British accent oh so I've started watching Love Island UK and it is such a fun time I am glad that you're enjoying yourself okay I have a question about accents that I've just been thinking about recently. So when it comes to impersonating an accent, would you say that that's what you do? Is it you impersonate or a... Yeah. Is that offensive? Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see where this is going. No, and I'm not trying to like call you, you out. I'm just, I'm surely curious. Initially, my thought is it's not offensive, but then in just like, thinking about the things I'm learning and trying to educate myself on certain ones would be, that's why I'm curious if it's like are all or no, or is there a gray area? I'm not sure. I think it's, I think it's no. So no. And that like, there are certain ones that you can't. So what my thought is, it's sort of like I'm impersonating. So like the different accents that I'm trying to impersonate, are like I'm really just impersonating like yeah I think just people who go on Love Island because I think that and maybe the yeah maybe like a Jersey Shore uh because then I think about oh GTL I think about just different phrases that super familiar in in Jersey Shore or uh, another reality television show that I watch is Terrace House which is this Japanese (laughs) I watch so much reality television it's not even funny a terrace house where my friend my friend and I will go back and forth and we'll like say some of the phrases that they say to each other so then it makes me think about like okay how is that 
different? Like, can I set that apart from if I were to use a like broken English, like I'm thinking about my grandma, like, am I impersonating my grandma and all old Filipino ladies who can barely speak English because it's Mm -hmm. not their native language. But then if I, if I were to sort of in that same vein, then speak in the way that like one of my, one of my friends who has a black descent impersonating their grandparents who have an accent like a South African accent or just the different regions in in Africa I think to some degree yeah like little like microaggressions and racism and I I think also you get into the conversation of code switching but that can only happen within like your within your uh, environment your environment or your culture or your family. The way that I, the way, so my mom growing up, she, she grew up in Hawaii and we're a Filipino American family. My mom doesn't speak Tagalog, which is one of the main, one of the main uh, Filipino languages. And she doesn't, she doesn't speak Ilocano, which is what my grandma speaks. And so my mom didn't grow up learning any Filipino language but she did grow up with um, what would be considered an accent. So it's, it's pidgin English. Mm-hmm. And that's like sort of the, I, I don't know, like I'm thinking of like mainstream Hawaiian movies. <laughs> the only thing that comes up to mind and only because I just watched this uh, recently was is Lilo and Stitch. Uh-huh. So I think about Lilo and Stitch or Johnny Tsunami, one of the Disney Channel original movies. And there's like, how zebra like there's it's like a different like it's english but Mm -hmm. it's just uh it's tweaked a little bit and so when my mom is either in hawaii or she's interacting with her brothers or uh my cousins all my aunts and uncles all that she just like it's an instant switch where she just starts talking in pidgin english Uh uh-huh but then to her like to her colleagues i mean i see her every day to her colleagues she doesn't but yeah. there is one other teacher who did grow up in Hawaii and she'll speak with her in this environment where she's so used to speaking in not pidgin English and just like mm-hmm. American English. So like it, there's different, there's different areas to it. There's different layers to it. Like one, one layer is like it's code switching. It happens just within your, your, your people, like, like where you're most comfortable and how you best understand each other. But then then there's this like area of you're towing the line of like being racist. And I, I don't think that I would ever, it would be one thing to like go up to your, one of your black friends and just start talking to them and in, in a African accent, right? Like, yeah, that would be so bad. That's that a no, no. So that's a big no, no. Same with broken English from different like Asian regions and things like that making fun of I mean because I I think it's that we don't think we're making fun of them but it's not like we're learning their language they're learning English and they have the accent that they have and so we don't think of it as making fun but when we we have someone at work that's from Taiwan and every once in a while people will joke about the way she says x y or z and technically that's making fun of her right so yeah like you said I think there's there's different 
Yeah. Like it's different to know a dialect from a region like your mom with pidgin English and switch back and forth than for me to hear her switch back and forth and just attempt to replicate it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's like who can do it, who can't do it. I it's interesting, and it's a I think a good thing to think about and discuss. Yeah, I didn't mean yeah. to shit on your dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's totally fine. Yeah, that was that's a double bet. You didn't know. Yeah, no, because I I I lean towards the you're you're towing that line on microaggression, depending on how you do these things, and you are crossing the line to racism when you get into like you said the different regions in Africa and different Asian countries and yeah. Latinx accents and things like that so it it's a good question English to English is it yeah. a similar thing yeah. yeah yeah good food for thought along with your bet you didn't know Caroline thank you my bet you didn't know I don't think it's going to be that interesting compared to that <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is not going to surprise you, but I have always been a goal setter. <laughs> so that's not my bet you didn't know. My bet you didn't know is that I'm kind of considering not setting goals for 2021. And I know it's funny because we're about to do a whole podcast on it, but I'm almost wondering, and this is going to be a little self-exploration for me from the end of the year through next year, probably, is if I'm too uptight about my goals and do I need a kind of a goal of not having a goal? in order to be a little bit more successful because when I'm so uptight about my goals, I tend to not let anything else in. I don't have time for anything else because I have this goal. Some people think I wish I could do that. And other people who understand the uptightness and we're going to talk, I'm going to talk about the different personality types that that kind of goes along with, but because I get so rigid, it would be an interesting challenge for me to not set a goal for 2021. I'm interested to see how that goes for you. I know. I already feel like I'm going to take it back by the end of the episode. So we'll see. <laughs> and like, and like, how do you measure your success too? Like, is it based on like how many things you accomplish or like. When I set a goal. Well, even like it, at a year in review, like how I'm thinking when, when you do reach December, 2021, like, mm-hmm. how are you going to, like, you're going to be successful no matter what I feel like. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I, depending how do I on... measure my success of a non-goal? You mean? Yeah. 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 I think it might, might be that my goal is like to not be as uptight. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my best example. Last year in January. So technically this year, January, 2020, which feels like a whole different year because that was yeah. for the United yes. States pre-COVID. Yes. January, 2020, Bryce and I are in Belgium. We were with my parents in Paris, and then we went to Belgium, and we were going to take the train back from Belgium to Paris to fly home with my parents. So we were going to spend two days in Belgium. And Bryce says, what do you think about extending our trip an extra two days and then just flying home Sunday instead of Friday with your parents? Normal people would think that is wonderful. I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) Everything off. I cannot do that. Why? Because I need to go get the dog from daycare, from boarding. And he's like, well, your parents could go get the dog. They're going to be home. And and I said, well, I mean, they're going home and now we're giving them an assignment. Like I had all these excuses as to why I couldn't stay in Belgium. And really, 
I mean, it all worked out and he wasn't upset or anything like that. He was just throwing <laughs> it out there. But the idea that I was so rich that I couldn't extend my vacation when I had vacation days is a yeah. little extreme. So yeah. it might be that I just gotta let go of it. Yes. It might be that I, that's how I can measure it. Like I can look back on those yeah. stories and say, oh yeah, I did let go a little bit. So yeah. I think that is a good segue though to our main event. Discussion topic number one, how to set a goal. Speaking of being rigid, I desperately wanted to look up how to set a goal, have an answer for all of our listeners, have this hard and fast. I've researched every way to set a goal and this is the way. And then I realized people probably don't listen to our podcast to hear everybody else's thoughts, maybe sometimes, but I think they want to hear our thoughts. So I'm going to going to release my need to have all of the research and I'm just going to tell our listeners what I do. So 2020, I set, I set a total of 20 goals, but it was broken into my big 12 and my small eight. I don't know if I can remember them off the top of my head because some of them got lost um, <laughs> along 2020. But some of my big 12 were publish a book, do dog agility classes with Blue, learn to play the guitar, learn to play happy birthday on the guitar for my grandma, throw a surprise party for Bryce's birthday, what was it? Oh, give a TED talk. <laughs> I literally wrote to TEDx, <laughs> which you don't do, by the way. That's not supposed to happen. Be interviewed on a podcast was one. I wrote to Rachel Hollis and Brene Brown and Andrea Owen. And Andrea Owen interviewed me more or less on her podcast. So that worked out. Spoiler alert. Oh, take a pottery class. Take a creative writing class. I don't even know what number that is, but those were some of my big ones. And then some of my small ones were like, get my car washed every month. Oh, do the happiness project experience, I think was one of my big ones. Oh, some of my, another small one was like buy fun smelling lotion. Oh, start a pig collection. That was another one of my big ones. So you can see I'm all over the board, basically, if that summarizes it. And really the way this year in particular, I chose my goals was what are things I've been wanting to do that I'm avoiding doing because I'm afraid when the time comes, I'm going to say, why did I agree to do this? So for example, like taking the creative writing class or the pottery class, a lot of times when I have those things in my mind, I think that'll be so fun. And then I get there and I just wish I could stay home on that Saturday morning and decide not to do it. And so that I realized was holding me back from achieving a lot of my goals because a lot of those goals are really simple. Some of them aren't, but basically I asked the question, what do I want to do? And then I asked the question, what would make me a little uncomfortable because I want to grow every year. So that's where like the giving the speech, writing the book and publishing the book there, that's where those things come in being interviewed on the podcast. Yeah. And then I basically ask myself, when do I want this done by? I like to set short-term goals. I don't have a lot of like 10-year plan, five-year plan. I like by the end of the year, I'm going to do these things. So those are, those are my big things. The what do I want to do? What's going to challenge me this year? When do I want to get it done by? And then even if it's a big goal, I then break it down into like smaller smaller action plan items. Yeah. 
What about you, Caroline? Do you have a setting goal strategy? I don't. I, I'm I'm not one of those people. I'm not I'm not like you. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't set goals at the at the beginning of the year. And I I think this is it. This, I know myself so well. Uh, the reason why I don't set goals at the beginning of the year is from like a pre- it's a preventative approach. It's like I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail at the end of the year. Like if I don't set if I don't achieve one of these goals that I'm setting for myself, then like I I'm gonna feel like a failure. Um, so it, it's like some somewhat that. Uh, but also I think I I um. I'm one of those people that like, if I have something that I want to achieve, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to achieve it and do nothing else. So like, when I think of things like, um, I, I don't like, I don't like marathon running. Like I like to just sprint, get it done with and call it good. Mm. Um, so like there've been many things that I've wanted to do in terms like like hobbies for example so in quarantine I was like yeah I'm I'm gonna learn how to juggle and I learned how to do it in like an hour and I was like sweet all right let's do the next thing <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> or like learning how to do a Rubik's Cube I read a like my dad gave me a book on on how to solve a Rubik's Cube and I didn't put the book down until I knew how to solve a Rubik's Cube so it's just like it's like things like that that I'm like I, I want to know how to do it right away. I want to get it done right away. Mm. Um, so it's like like this instant gratification type of thing. So that's why being in this job is such a good challenge for me is because it does take a lot of like planning ahead of time. And that's something that I'm like, I'm usually a procrastinator. This is my job. So I kind of need to do this. Because if I don't, if I don't plan ahead, then I'm screwed, right? Like I, yeah. I can't plan a dance a week in advance. <laughs> um, but if I could, I totally would. I'd do it. <laughs> so yeah, I don't really set set like long term goals. Interesting, afraid, or even like short term goals. Like I'm just afraid that I'm going to fail at it. Very interesting. I bet you are not our only listener because you're a listener and a podcaster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bet you're not, you're definitely not alone in that. I think a lot of people don't set goals at the beginning of the year for a variety of reasons. And I bet that's a high up on the list reason as to why people don't set a goal. A lot of people just based on some of the research I did and then other podcasts I listened to, they set SMART goals. So that stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. So people like to use that acronym to help them actually figure out how they're going to do a goal and write it down. I do believe in writing down a goal. If you're going to have a goal, I think writing it down is a powerful thing. And it just, for some reason, something about putting that pen to paper and then knowing that at some point you're going to find that little note or part of your notebook or whatever it was that, yeah, you, you see it and it's a reminder that you need to set the goal or need to achieve the goal, I think that's a powerful thing. So even though I don't necessarily use the SMART goals technique, a lot of people do, but I definitely do the write it down part no matter no matter what the goal is, even if it's little. I actually, my new thing is I, Bryce and I have river stones and we write it down on a river stone. And then when we complete it, we put it in this little vase thing. And so it's kind of cool because then it, it makes a little 
artwork guest. Yeah. No, that's really awesome. Back on it. So um, what we should do, I just thought of, is we should put the date on the back that we accomplished the goal. And that way, one day, if we're looking at the stones, we can yeah. Yeah. So every week I learn this, uh, it's sort of like a task board practice type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I learned this from, I, I worked with him at my, at the high school that I worked at before this. It's basically, uh, yeah, seeing the process of your task. So on one side, you have this column that says on deck. And so these are all the projects that uh, you have ahead of you things that you need to like always keep in your mind that you need to approach at some point and then the next column the middle column is uh in progress so these are all the things that I'm doing at the current moment Mm -hmm. and then you have your completed and I love this this one because usually people are like okay cool got it done next and they'll either like check it off or whatever yeah um and then when the list is done like you get rid of that list and you're no longer able to like see everything that you've accomplished but what I love about this task board is that it shows everything that you've completed and how just that journey of that one task or that one goal took to getting there and so this gets I mean if I if I took down every single task that I ever completed in my job I would need a totally separate board to put that on. So usually what I do is I just take a photo of it at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week and see what my progress was like. That's awesome. I love that. I We're going to touch on that too a little bit um, in our in our third topic on the important factors in achieving a goal, but just seeing what you've done, I think is wonderful. No, I think that's great because that task board is a big way that you do set a goal in a way. As soon as yeah. you put it on the on deck side, it's it needs to move. That's yeah. what's that's what's there to be done. Our second topic is what types of goals should I set? My initial reaction is whatever goals you want. <laughs> but that is, like I said, we'll talk about this in the next section as well. Part of my personality type is just whatever you want to do, go do it. And I didn't realize that not everyone has that same mentality uh, when it comes to goals that I do. So I do think it's helpful for a lot of people to have a selection (laughs) because if you have a selection, then you can usually one or two jump out as, oh yeah, I do want to make that a focus or increase my focus on that section. So I am a big, big fan of Gretchen Rubin and all of her work in the happiness project. And she has a variety of books. She also has a podcast called happier with Gretchen Rubin. It's fantastic. And they recently talked about on one of their podcast episodes, this list called the essential seven. And what that is, is a list of seven items that are people's greatest desire for habits. A lot of times we set goals around the habits we want to develop at the beginning of the year. So as we get to the end of the year, we then have that habit and it's just part of our makeup and our daily routine and all that kind of stuff. So here's the the essential seven. So what most people desire to have habits around. So one is eat and drink more healthfully. Two is exercise regularly. Three, save and spend wisely. Rest Relax and enjoy is number four. Number five is stop procrastinating and make consistent progress. Number six is simplify, clear, and organize. And number seven 
is engage more deeply with other people, with God, with yourself, with the world. I love this list because, like I said, I think a lot of people hear the general topic and they can resonate with something within it and then they can just make it their own. I, for example, one of my goals this year was to publish a book. So I had to use number five, which is stop procrastinating and make consistent progress as part of that goal or part of my action plan, I guess, for that goal. So every day for a month, I wrote over 1600 words for my novel that I wrote. And so that was how I would do that. If you're not writing a book, obviously that's not how you would use number five, but you could use it for keeping a journal or learning a language or learning an instrument. So I just love that it's, it's so specific yet general at the same time that you can apply it to anything. I really love number seven. And I think if I do set a goal this year, that's going to be part of it is engage more deeply. I've been trying to do that with learning more about the black community and my own racism and judgments that are inherent to who I am as a white woman. But I think I've been reading about it and then I, I need to take a next step with it. And maybe that's going to be part of my focus for 2021 as well. Do you have any things that resonate on that list or do you have any strategies for the types of goals that people should set? I'm a huge, I'm a huge supporter of four and seven. I think just especially like in this time of COVID-19, four and seven are, should be at the top of our priority list. Yeah. Just a reminder, four is rest, relax, and enjoy. And then seven is the engage more deeply. Yeah. 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 And, and I think I've been, I've been like very repetitive with my students and rest, just rest. Like you absolutely need it. Um, Because when I see my students log on, on a Zoom class, each of them are like, they just look exhausted. They look like they're so spent already. But I think like when setting goals, I think just for me, I'm always setting my goals with the intention of like wanting to just live deeply, to to love and to live deeply. And so like, what am I doing either day to day or by month or by months? Like, is what I'm doing leading me to live more deeply, more authentically, and to love deeply and love authentically? I think a lot of that has to do with like thrive on connection. I just want to be able to connect with others. And I also have to like do my own work and actively living deeply, loving deeply. Yeah. That reminds me of something I heard on the Marie Forleo podcast recently. She was interviewing the women who started She's the First And they use this idea of your North Star. So your North Star is for you, the the living and loving deeply. For one of the Mm -hmm. women that founded She's the First, it's something to the effect of making sure women and girls have a safe space in the world. And so she uses her North Star as, okay, that's what I'm always shooting for. Like you said, Caroline, what am I doing that supports me getting to my North Star? I think that's a really, really cool way of thinking about what types of goals you should set is knowing that, that inner purpose. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really like that. Beautiful. Then our last topic here on our main event is what factors are important to achieving a goal? So for you, Caroline, when you're, when you're looking at your North star and then 
maybe you don't write down the goal or maybe you don't have specific goals throughout the year. If you're talking or thinking about the success of your year and, and reaching towards your North Star, how do you, what is it that you feel like, how do you measure it? Yeah. But also what is it that you feel like allows for you to be successful in it? Are there personality traits? Are there certain things you do throughout the year? Are there check-ins, anything like that, that help you to, to achieve that? Yeah. So I, I think there are two main ways that I I'm able to like concretely and visibly see it or maybe not visibly, but one in one way I have a journal and like I usually write in this journal whenever I'm like just feeling intense emotions. So whether that's like really excited, successful, happy, content, uh, I'm feeling consolation, I journal. If it's on the opposite side, like I'm feeling intense desolation, intense sadness and grief, um, I write about it. And at the end of every single one or most of them, it's always looking at like, where do I find comfort? Who do I find comfort in? And what are those like, what are those relationships like? And then that sort of connects to the second way that I'm able to sort of see that progress or that um, that success is looking at my relationships that I have. I, I find so much energy in connection and in my relationships. And like, if I know that I'm not like, I know that I'm dropping the ball in this relationship. And that must mean that like, there's something else in my life that is pulling so much of my energy towards, and I'm not giving my energy to other things that I absolutely need to, because Mm -hmm. relationships are so important to me. They're like probably my number one priority in my life always. And so if I'm not even able to put my energy towards these relationships, like I'm failing at something. <laughs> I need to work on something. I Something is like really, really challenging me. So looking at both my relationships and even like in my own relationship with myself through my journal, like how, how am I reading myself to be? Yeah. So it sounds like that reflection is a huge, huge part of how you yeah. achieve success in, in the goals that you're working towards. I love totally. that. I think something that goes along with what you're saying is is knowing yourself, I think is a huge factor in achieving your goals, whether it's you do the North star technique or you do the smart goal technique. And one of the ways I found very beneficial in knowing myself is the four tendencies, which is surprise, surprise, Gretchen Rubin work. And so the four tendencies is a personality framework that Gretchen Rubin came up with, which I think is incredible by the way that people come up with these things. And you can take the quiz online, just Google the four tendencies. And it's based on how people deal with expectations. So inner expectations and outer expectations. Inner expectation is I say, I'm going to go to the gym. Do I go to the gym? Do I not go to the gym? Outer expectation is I have the deadline at work. Do I meet the deadline? Do I not meet the deadline? So she came up with these four general tendencies and people fall into this framework. And so, for example, I'm an upholder, which means I meet inner and outer expectations. So if I say I'm running a marathon this year, I'm running the marathon this year. If you ask me to be your marathon running partner and I say, yes, I will be your marathon running partner. So I am a goal setter and achiever. And I think a lot of people look at that tendency and they think it's the best. And like I talked about before, there's cons to it as well. There's pros and cons to every tendency, but knowing your tendency, I think is huge in goal setting and achieving because if you're an obliger, which is what the majority of people are which means you struggle to meet the inner expectation, but you easily meet outer expectations. You just need to know how to set up your goals. 
So it's not that you can't achieve goals. It's that you need accountability outside of yourself. So you need to get the the buddy to help you or you need to find a strategy like, oh, I have to pay money into an app every month. I don't exercise or whatever. You just have to find a way that helps you achieve the goal. So I think knowing yourself is very important or, or finding that that North Star is another aspect of knowing yourself. But I recommend the the four tendencies quiz for sure. If if you're someone that wants to set goals and might struggle with goals, I think that's a, a good place to start. And then the other thing that Caroline said talking about her task board is celebrating. I think when we set goals, we have to have celebrations throughout our achievement to get to the ultimate achievement, whatever that goal is. So for me with writing my book, every day that I wrote over 1600 words, I celebrated that. It wasn't, oh, you know, you've just done one day and you have 29 to go. It's celebrate every step that you take, every mile that you run, even, you know, if it's miles, you walk, however you want to look at it, you are, you are working towards something. So you have to celebrate it because that's, what's going to keep your brain interested and motivated and knowing that you can get there. You have to, you have to give yourself a pat on the back. So those are my two factors I think are most important in goal achieving. I need to take this four tendencies quiz. Yes, you will like it. it. Now we are going to move on to what we typically call playing dumb. But in the section, we're just going to talk about our goals that we had for 2020 and then maybe what we're planning on achieving in 2021. So Caroline, because you've already said that you're not really someone that sets hard and fast goals, my question for you is this year in 2020, when you highly, highly value relationships, what is something that you've done in an adaptation in either communication or checking in with people that you've done that you felt like was successful in building or maintaining relationships in 2020? Let's see. Let me think of one. <laughs> hmm. I'm thinking of one like super unexpected relationship that was cultivated my last year of college, but uh, has like been really, really thriving this year. And I think a lot of it has to do with just like, we created the space where we, from the get-go, we created the space with each other where we 1000% just felt fully ourselves with each other. And so I've realized that like, I have sort of taken like practice in building that relationship mm-hmm. to other relationships that I have been sort of having in my life. And so sort of a result of coronavirus was just like a a ton of time to focus on relationships. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the time through quarantine, I, I was very like, Hey, like, let's, let's do let's play like this game. Is this game called we're not really strangers. It's not really a game. It's a, it's in the form of a card game, but there's three different levels of types of questions to deepen a connection to deepen a relationship and it's made it can be it can be played with absolute strangers or it can be played with like your super close friend but it's just each level is sort of getting at just a deeper level of connection which is cool 
I think, yeah, like I, I knew that I wanted to play this game because I, I just wanted like a deeper connection with a lot of it within a lot of my relationships because I'm seeing this one relationship with these people thrive because of this foundational, we feel comfortable with each other. And I wanted that within all my other relationships. That's awesome. Okay, so just to clarify, this is an actual game. And can you you just buy it at Target? Is it on your phone? How do you how do people get this? It's online. You can buy it online. Okay. Um, I think the website is called we're not really strangers.com. But basically we started it it's kind of a insta it's an Instagram account, first of all. It started off as this one girl's insta Instagram account and she just needed a space to like talk about what she was feeling, what she was going through. And it got a lot of traction because a lot of people were like, wow, this is really vulnerable, but also I feel super seen in this. Yeah. Like I can relate 1000%. And so the creator of this game and this Instagram account was just like, well, this is a space for everybody. If you feel like you can connect, like that's really awesome. And we're, yeah, like we're not so different from each other. Um, yes. We're not really strangers. Yeah. That's awesome. That was a great answer. My follow-up question was going to be, are you going to use this practice in 2021 and beyond? But it sounds like, yes, you are definitely going to do yeah. that. That's awesome. And I, and I have my students play some of the questions. Uh, I have them as like team building and whatnot. Like these are questions that are good to just put on the table for them to talk about and engage with. Very cool. I feel like goals are set based on your North Star, right? Mm-hmm. I get like, what, what is your North Star? And so, and how does that play into your non-goal setting for next year? That is a wonderful question. Okay, so my initial thought is when I answer the question, what makes my heart sing? It's being of service and inspiring change. And I think that also coincides with my North Star. Part of the draw for me for achieving, setting and achieving so many goals is I like when people ask me, what have you been up to? And then I just start talking about all these things and how passionate I am about everything I'm doing or, oh, I tried this and I didn't really like that. And I like that through that conversation that might get people excited about what they want to do and thinking about, oh, I might have had a crazy thought, but Katie's out trying to publish a book. So I could probably... <laughs> learn to juggle, you know, I, I like that that provides inspiration to people and then inspiring change. I like to think of as I do that for others as well, but I think for 2021, when it comes to maybe taking a step back and relaxing, it's inspiring that change within myself to realize I don't need to have control over everything all the time. And then also goes to my wanting to engage with the world or wanting to engage more deeply inspire that change maybe even within my community because I I think that's something for me like I kind of touched on when I when I read about these social justice aspects I get really excited about them and then I don't necessarily know what to do with them so I think that Mm -hmm. might be one of my goals to work towards my north stars okay what do I do next how how do I take a concrete step forward because that's something that is important to me so yeah I really like that thank you and I like that you refer to it as uh, something that makes your heart sing. I really like that. Yeah, there's this great book called Talk Like Ted, and it talks about the top TED Talks and this Sweet. guy that helps 
I think it's a man and I'm going to really, I'm, I'm just going to say person because I'm not sure if it's a man or woman, but I think it's a man that wrote this book who helps people write their Ted talk. And that's the question they have to answer. What makes your heart sing versus what are you passionate about? And I, I think that is, it can yeah. be two different answers. And so I, I think it's a fun one to think about. I heard this one time I, I was at, I was on a Creighton retreat and in a small group, we were just doing affirmations for each other. I remember this, this one girl in our small group, she was giving affirmation. She was giving an affirmation um, to me and she said that I make her heart smile and I was like, oh my God, like that is the most, that is like the sweetest way to say like, I like you or like you yeah. make me really happy or like just like a really very visual-ish. I don't know. You can't really yeah. see your heart, but like it, it just, it creates it was, a visual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I, that, that is always carried with me. And so it made me think about one of my, one of my meetings with my student leaders, we were planning out just like these really big events that we were going to do, but got canceled because of COVID. And she had asked like, oh, can we, can we meet the day before just to like set up? And I was like, oh, like, we'll, we'll already be set up. And she was like, oh, I guess hey, I mainly just want to bond with everybody. And I was like, mm. That like that yes, and I like started tearing up because of how happy that made me. I was like, yeah. that really, that really made my heart smile because one, that's that's like my north star. But two, I love that you wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it's really it's beautiful. It's kind of poetic to think about things like mm-hmm. that because yeah. we tend not to let ourselves go to a place that's too deep, right? Yeah. It's just yes, we tend to avoid that. Because that would require emotion. And so it's nice to stop and recognize the emotion of of what's important to us. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope it brought some positivity to the end of 2020 and a good way to start your 2021. We hope you think about the essential seven if you're needing a place to start for goal setting and think about your North Star. Think about who you are as a person and and also try taking that personality test to see if that helps you maybe just give you a little push that you need to to set an action plan for achieving some goals. We would love to hear what your goals are and how you plan on achieving them. So always feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at IHearYouAnd at gmail.com. Until next time, I hear you and thank you for listening. Did you like this episode? Uh, duh. Well then, please take a screenshot and post it to Instagram and tag at happinessisblue and at cvcacabellos. Also remember to subscribe to our podcast and rate and review so other people can find us as well. As always, share it with your friends. If you have questions for us or topic suggestions, please email us at ihearyouand at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I hear you and I'm glad you're hearing us too.